Welcome to the Community Builder Podcast. The world is our classroom, and every moment is an opportunity to understand human connection at a newer level. On this podcast, we'll explore the minds of active community builders as they strive to leave their imprint on the world. Travis King. Let's build. Birgit, thanks so much for hopping on today with me. And um, I guess if you wouldn't mind, would you tell everyone kind of, you know, what communities you were... Actually, let's back up real quick. Would you mind giving us a quick intro and a background of um, who you are um, and also your community origin story so people can get, you know, better understanding um, about what you've been up to? Well, thank you so much, Travis, and um, thank you for having me on uh, on the podcast. I'm quite honored, and I think it will be an interesting conversation here today. Yeah, my name is Birgit Polyhag. I live in Florida, Naples, Florida, and I have been living there for the last 20 years when we moved from Munich, Germany to Naples because of my husband's professional career. He was, we relocated from Munich to Naples of all places. And because I wasn't able to earn any money the first four years, because I was just a drag along, I didn't get a visa for working, and it took a while, I volunteered for the local nonprofit community network, internet network, was a community internet service provider. And that was pretty much the first community experience here in the United States. And from there, it kind of yeah snowballed a little bit in what I've been doing there. In 2002, so I'm portrayed from the school. I am a restaurant manager. I studied business administration for hotel and restaurants, and I have been working. I worked in my profession for about 10 years after college. And then during that time, I also learn more about online communities. So AOL, CompuServe uh, back then, and then the World Wide Web on the internet. And I was part of a local community network also in Germany that was just kind of came up and that where I taught myself as a hobby, web development and also online publishing, content creation and these kind of things. And when I came over to the United States, I made that my career, so to speak. And once I got my work permit, I founded a web development company. And I have been working with small business, larger business, publishers, writers, nonprofits, who are all my clients. And some of them have been for the last 15 years. And so that's pretty much my background. I'm kind of a hybrid between the introvert developer, nerd, kind of let me just deal with my computer, that's all I can deal with, or going out and being with friends, being in a, um, in, uh, yeah, in a party or being in a community event face-to-face, which I find very, very exhilarating and yeah, very interesting. I, I always stayed connected with the local nonprofit community network. And from there, I started one of the first meetups from the chapter program. I'm also part of a different chapter program on meetups. So we probably want to talk about it in a, a little bit later in the 
talk. <laughs> Thanks so much for that awesome intro. And I think it's actually a good place to dive in um, because one thing that you mentioned that I thought would be super interesting for listeners is for the amount of communities that you've either experienced or worked with or have been a part of, I think it'd be super awesome to hear, um, you know, what sort of communities you're either A, have been a part of, or B, that you've either, you know, led yourself or C, just have found interesting. What I find is that, um, so the, the, the very first community experience that we probably all have is actually at school when we are with other kids and yeah, there's some, some kind of dynamic there or when we do sports, that's certainly a community thing there. But the first community experience that I had was actually when I, in my profession when I was forming teams um, to run restaurants. And these early experiences, they kind of taught me to mitigate the different aspects and perspectives of community members, how to arrive at compromises. And even if you're in a leadership position and you have a chain of command, so you can order people around kind of, yeah, but that's only a short-term kind of fix for something. You still aim for a high consensus amongst the team and, 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 and compromise. But with the, with then coming to the United States, a lot of the dynamic change because when you, uh, uh, Germany and America are a little bit different in, I don't, I, I can't really nail it down, but I think there's a lot more planning and a lot more status um, evolved around community. So here I wanted to start a, uh, um, with my work with the nonprofits here, I wanted to start um, a monthly meeting where people from the nonprofit area can meet technology people and talk about technology for their mission, for their programs, for their beneficiaries and how to better serve that. And I found that there is a, a, a larger community around there that's called TechSoup, and they have a program called NetSquared. And NetSquared is one of the chapter programs that I'm uh, that's on Meta. And I wanted to start that in 2008 uh, here in the local nonprofit uh, uh, Naples, Florida area, Southwest Florida, is it called? Um, and I scheduled multiple meetings. I think three of them, different days different time of day and at different locations. And I was very surprised that actually nobody would show up. When I tried the same thing five years later, I actually got the community started. So that was one of the early lessons that if the community is not there, you don't, you can't force it. So Netsquid is a group with the, it's a, a volunteer driven network of in-person nonprofit technology training and peer support. So there are about 124 groups in 37 countries. And the local group here is called Tech for Good, Southwest Florida, SWFL. So in 2008 was the first time in 2013, um, I founded it with a friend. I had a co-organizer and we held since then about 60 events, maybe 62 events. So that was a, a, a huge um, boost in my community experience because I not only had the local experience, but also the um, national support or the global support of a community manager at TechSoup um, or NetSquared. Um, and he has been very, very encouraging. And he's taught me a lot about community building and how to manage different situations every time when you have logistical or yeah, meet a face to when you want to organize face to face meetings. There are certain challenges there. 
Um, so that's that was a huge experience for me. And the second part uh, organ um, or uh, community that I, then I, I met about a, a couple of years later uh, was the WordPress community. And WordPress is um, a software program, open source software program per se, um, where a lot of people contribute code back to the core. And there is also a community around not only the teams, yeah, there are core contributors, there are documentation contributors there. Yeah, so there's a lot of engagement there. And WordPress also has a meetup uh, chapter program, uh, and that's really huge. In, in my opinion, uh, I don't know, <laughs> there might be bigger ones. That was the, the WordPress Foundation um, supports 680 groups in 97 countries around the world. The local group here, the owner wanted to hand over the, organ, uh, the, the meetup group to somebody new. And I said, well, I raised my hand. Um, having done this before with others, I said, okay, well, let's uh, look at that. And only then, back then, it wasn't a chapter meetup, but I soon learned about the chapter program. So I joined it with a meetup, and it's now an official WordPress chapter, where we also have month-to-month face-to-face meetings, where um, then designers and developers, site owners, small business people, bloggers, students come together and talk about what to do with WordPress and how you can solve different problems, how you set up an e-commerce site, how to create content, how to connect it with the social media. So that was so much closer to what I was doing for work that I really liked that. Later on, I I, I seem to be uh, aiming for the, the, the higher level perspective as well, not only the local chapter, but also kind of see okay, what is it that we can then replicate over more than one group? Yeah, So I joined the global community team on uh, WordPress. I think it was three years now uh, where I help other meetup organizers starting out or help them uh, write some handbooks yeah, with suggestions for events or how to find venues. And that's when uh, we probably got your attention earlier this spring. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I uh, I organized a, a meetup meetup organizer roundtable on YouTube. No, on um, an, a video chat where I brought together um, some seasoned meetup organizers that have been doing that for quite a while with new ones that have uh, just started out in in other parts of the world or in the United States. It didn't really matter, um, but we found it very. I found it very exhilarating to talk with others that are like us and have the same problems because locally you are in, in a very, sometimes in a very lonely position as an organizer. But when you have the group of other organizers together, it, it's a much better um, a situation because you can ask for advice. You can say, okay, I did this. Why did it go wrong? Yeah, these kind of uh, questions. So, right. um, and I definitely like the, the WordPress community is such a huge community. And what I like about it is that it's global. So all the local differences are kind of falling to the wayside and you look at the your humanity and you look at what you want to accomplish um, and learn from each other rather than um, emphasize the differences. So it's um, 
especially in this time and day, a very interesting experience to to just talk with people in Africa or in Philippines or in Croatia or in Berlin about um, WordPress and organizing. Yeah, I, I love and I'm super impressed with, you know, the different communities you've been a part of. And I'm super interested to hear more about how you help other organizers deal with um, the difference of the people who make up their community. So like dealing with people who come in to the WordPress community, like you mentioned, who are mm-hmm. bloggers, who are writers, who are authors, who are, you know, maybe nonprofit volunteers, or maybe they work in tech. Like, how have you helped other people, you know, successfully bring together people from all different backgrounds? Or what are some tips that people should remember when doing so? Well, um, normally the group find itself um, because I think Meetup does a good has a good process in alerting other people about Meetups like that they're already um, uh, joining. But mm-hmm. it's also that the WordPress Meetups are actually when somebody opens up the WordPress site, they're in a new section on their dashboard, so they see. Um, if they are going to the website every day or every other day, they see actually what are, what's the schedule. So there is a connection between the Meetup API and the WordPress um, dashboard. Um, so that's definitely uh, one of the advantages to actually join the chapter program. There are a few WordPress Meetups out there that have not joined the chapter program because um, for various reasons. Um, one of the questions that if if a, a meetup organizer thinks about okay who to take on as a sponsor or who to take on as a speaker it always is the question okay how does that benefit the community um, there is a danger and um that's something that can be kind of disrupt the community is that when you have a speaker that makes it not about educating people, but more sales, sales pitch or more just about the company, but not the broader picture of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's certainly something we help them go around it and kind of find um, the red flags for that um, and to to um, help to, to spot that because that's definitely detrimental to what the community um, building uh, would want. It's also to get the different people together in a room. Um, one part is to have um, not only a speaker have very uh, follow various formats. So one format could be, okay, how to talk to to designers or how to talk with a web consultant as a small business person, and then do some role plays in in that, or just say, okay, what I um, what doesn't work with working with consultants and have the both groups in a, in a situation where they can um, have an honest conversation about it because neither one of them is a client of each other or um, yeah, has, uh, is hiring someone. That is definitely a, a, a just a, it's more a social event than a, um, a, a presentation kind of thing, but mm-hmm. that really st- uh, strengthens the community. Um, we also find that depending on the topic, Different people will appear on the um, that are RSVPing for the event. So if you have a topic like that's developer heavy, you won't see the bloggers there. Right. Uh, yeah. So they will go rather for the the, the we have two events or two, two events formats that we do every month. 
Uh, one is a coffee um, clutch, <laughs> is it called? It's where people come together and say, okay, this is what I have to do. Can you help me? Um, that's uh, during lunchtime at a coffee shop. And another one is the monthly meeting. Um, in the evening is more having a speaker there or having a topic. And then the people that are interested in the topic come and join us. Um, so different formats definitely helps making sure that it's the community first and not your own ego or your, yeah. We also say to have a best community is to check your egos at the door. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of, it's not about, and also your political views or biases to kind of keep that in check. Yeah, we're an all-inclusive community. So if they're green, violet, yellow, doesn't matter what color, everybody is welcome. Uh, but also um, to learn more about the um, sensitivities of the different cultures really helps. On the community, global community team level, what we also offer are diversity trainings. There's one thing to say, okay, we want um, different kind of cultures come together. It's another thing to never have a person of color speak or have uh, a, woman's, a woman speak or yeah, how you can reach out to the communities that are not your own circle of friends. And, and bring them into the community, that's a, a challenge for a, a lot of our meetups or meetup organizers. The same and on the conference level, uh, same thing. Yeah. So there are quite a few com uh, WordPress conferences called WordCamp where we have 50% women speakers. Uh, um, so that's the, and we learned by, through the diversity team, um, that if you, aim for diversity and include um, people of color as well as Latinos and, and, and more women as speakers and in, in the photos, then if you concentrate on one uh, minority group, the others find that they are welcome as well. So just because you're already uh, focusing on uh, a more diverse audience, you attract other um, audience on minorities as well, and that I find very encouraging. So, especially in a, in a yeah, if you're in communities that are predominantly white, yeah, a Caucasian. Yeah. yeah, no, I I love that, and I think that's really important um, because I, I actually was at a meetup last week where it was on diversity, and one of the things that they mentioned was the the struggle to actually get all these people in a room. Um, because again, it's like one of those things that if you haven't yet focused on it or it's not a top priority and not that diversity isn't a top priority, you know, across different, you know, places in the world. But one of the things they also mentioned was just to, like you said, make sure you're being conscious and intentional behind getting a diverse, you know, panel of speakers, a diverse, you know, member list and just making sure that the whole event feels inclusive and diverse. So I, I love that. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's uh, something that I really uh, admire in the whole WordPress community that there is a lot of push for that, um, which makes us all um, better community organizers and um, helps us yeah, spread the word around, uh, not only about WordPress, but also about publishing, about dem democratizing publishing is really what uh, WordPress community is about. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I guess one one last quick question that I'm super interested to hear, at least your perspective on, is what sort of events or community gatherings have you seen drive the most impact in your different communities that you've been a part of? So I'm, I'm torn with um, going for growth, like many, many people showing up. 
or making an impact. I have seen that that's actually detrimental or it's it's either one or the other. So we had a, a, an event here where, I don't know if you remember Google Glass. Mm-hmm, I do. Yeah, it was, I think, three or four years ago when um, there were um, Google Glass people. Um, yeah, and I, one of my friends had a Google Glass and we uh, also wanted to talk about Google Plus and all the other Google services. So I put an event together where the Google Glass ambassador, so to speak, came to us and showed it off. And we had a, uh, a a huge crowd. Yeah, it was normally we have between fifteen and thirty people, and we had over fifty people in that uh, meetup. And we needed to actually get a bigger room <laughs> and all that. We kind of totally uh, crowded that room. And then we had meetings where we actually did hands-on uh, video editing, or uh, we were hands-on social media surgery, so to speak. It's a it's a format out of England where you can uh, match up a, a social media expert and um, yeah in that case it was a nonprofit but say okay that person has 15 minutes with a social media expert and can ask all their own questions to that um, for that person so get everything get a consultation pretty much and when we did after a year we did a survey and we listed all the 12 events that we had and said okay which one was actually that you got the most out of it. And that was that not the biggest crowds. And that is the lesson from it. Yeah, it's not always the biggest crowds that make the best uh, meetups for the attendees. It's the most individual attention to it. Um, I think that lesson um, really um, kept me going. So I'm, um, I'm to serve. Yeah. I don't need to create those, events for my own ego. I'm an educator and that's where they're for. And if people like the first five years don't <laughs> don't come to the meetings, that's their choice. Yeah, I don't I'm not particularly disappointed by that. But the person that comes learns the most out of it and then can turn around and take it into their organization, into their workplace or into their private life and make an impact there. That's um and definitely more satisfying than having a big crowd and everybody is doing woo in the meeting, yeah, kind of learning something else, but it's not practical or it's not, um, they cannot turn around and do it for themselves. Yeah. No, I think that's super important and uh, definitely really value that and respect that so much because it's, it's tough, right? Like being an educator in the world right now <laughs> um, with so many different outlets and so many different places to look. And I really love that, you know, you said you're, you know, here to educate first and help support and empower, you know, different communities. And I think that's, you know, just a testament to like the awesome work that you've done and the unmeasurable amount of impact you've already helped deliver to so many people's lives. And just wanted to say thank you, you know, for everything that you do. Um, and yeah, I just really enjoyed our conversation today and definitely love the fact that you're involved with so much in so many different communities and that, yeah, you're, you're still doing it. And just like super excited to, to share this with everyone because I think there's, you know, some super valuable insights in there that they can take back and actually, you know, deliver in their communities. Well, thank you so much for reaching out, Travis. And I know you need to go. So uh, be well and uh, stay in touch. Sounds good, Birgit. Thanks so All much. Right. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Community Builder Podcast. If you received an ounce of value from this podcast, share it with your friends. 
Oh yeah, don't forget to leave me a five-star review. I need those. Remember, each perfectly laid brick moves you one step closer to building your community.